Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for supernatural girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here with my co-host, PK. How are you tonight? Absolutely fabulous, basting in the sun of Tucson. Ah, what a way to go. Ah, so jealous, so jealous. It's freezing here. Freezing. Well, I apologize that you're freezing, but I'm grateful that I'm not, because it seems like it's <laughs> taken forever for it to get here. Oh, I know it. The weather's been very weird. Look at this. We had an earthquake. What, a 6.5 out in yeah. Idaho or somewhere? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. What is and going I... on? Well, as you remember, we had Betsy on last week, Betsy uh, Lewis, and she did say there would be more big earthquakes, and there's one just last night. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's another one coming right up behind it. Oh, gosh. Definitely. It's such crazy times. It's, it just seems to get... More and more strange. I think we have reached the point in time when nothing's a surprise anymore. <laughs> yeah. We need to get a thicker skin to it all, I guess, and just learn how to move through it. But tell us about the numbers. What did you find is going on? What's the, what are the numbers well, what have to This is an eight universal month, which deals with our finances, yeah. people being in control, wanting to take care of everything. And the nice thing about it is... When I was putting it together, I thought, oh, the financial part, that's going to be good. Everybody's going to enjoy that part, except that it came because we've had to close everything down, and people are going to be very stressed because of the financial aspect. There will be money coming that hadn't been counted on. We already know that's going to happen, but it's not going to be enough to pull all of us through this, and it's going to have to be that we're going to have to really look at things in a new and different way. It's... Less will be more if we take care of it. And it's like some of these people that have been out stockpiling groceries and that and figuring if it doesn't work out, they'll bring it back. Little places like Trader Joe's that came out today where they've always accepted uh, things back after the fact if people overbought. They said, "Uh uh-uh, not this time because people are acting out of greed and not need. And they're stockpiling, figuring they'll get take care of it later. It's just a crazy time. Those that are in control really want to squeeze every last ounce out of it. And those that are willing to work as the leader and show others how to do it better, they're the ones that are going to make good things happen. But the nice part about it is, with everything that's ongoing, people are starting to be more human about being kind to their neighbors. I think that's something that we haven't seen in a long time. People letting other people go first. Help, helping them do things. I've had a neighbor call and wanted to know, do I need them to shop for me? And another one called, do I need toilet tissue? The, the, the toilet tissue seems to be golden these days. <laughs> but 
right on the gold. Nature, yeah. And so people are really stopping to say, wait a minute, none of us are in this alone. And the only well, thing that we're sure. going to be alone is to leave the planet. And I don't plan on going anywhere for a while. Yeah, and I don't either. want anybody I care about doing it either. That's right. So That's right. Well, and work harder at keeping things ahead of the game and smarter. Eight wants to be in control. Yes, there's money that will be there. Things are going to change monetarily. We'll really not see how it's going to fan out until we get to May. Right now, I think towards the end of the month, things are going to get a lot better than anybody thinks they are right now. And I think May will have some breathing space. But for right I now, so. well, I hold remember on our guest last I, week too. She said May mm-hmm. it was going to end. So you're in, you're absolutely in agreement with her. It's going to be May. That will hopefully slow down. Well, we're ta- we're going to. It's like being on a roller coaster right now. And I don't want. What was that commercial with that little piggies hanging out the window going wee? Well, I think that's oh, yeah. going to be us. <laughs> Right now, oh no, it's gonna it's gonna be okay. But we have to be at the point in time when we remember to be kind and conscious of what other people need, not just what we need. Well, I want to give a shout out to a company here, Azure Green, that provides all kinds of New Age um, and Wiccan supplies for the entire world. Mm-hmm. It's the largest distribution outlet in the world, and they have been. Uh, they kept their cook on because they have a big, beautiful commercial kitchen up there, and they are providing to-go meals five days a week for people up here if they need it. So oh, that's great. Uh, it, it's fabulous, you know. So basically, they come to to Azure Green, which is also called Blossom Center, and they get hit with a temperature gun to see if they have a fever or not. If they have a fever, out they go. If not, they can come in and they can pick up their to-go bags, and Adair, was one of the owners, was explaining to me, he said, the other day we cooked three big turkeys, and, you know, also supplement to that, and he said they were all gone, all of it, gone, so people are coming up, and and also he said, you know, some people are crying, they don't have money, they have kids to feed, so Mm -hmm. this is what they are doing for the community, they are giving back this way, so that five days out of the week, anybody can come and get a meal, and if they want to contribute a donation, they can, and they don't have to if they can't. And so, again, at least people are being fed. We do not see the churches up here doing that or the town halls. They're all closed down. So it's really just this one facility that's had the heart and soul to do that for everybody up here. And it, oh, that's wonderful. Call me. It's some that's days they have 95 people coming in. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's a lot to take care of. It's a lot also for this area. I mean, in Middlefield, what do we have here, 240 households, and that's it? So, yeah, to have 95 people show up that need food, that's a lot. But, again, there well, are people, not, like like you mentioned, that can that are doing it, that are doing it the right way, in a loving, generous way, and not asking for anything in return. Well, that that's the part that is opens your heart and makes you feel like everything's worthwhile when you see this taking place. There are so many people that are willing to help. Of course, there's always going to be that little bit of those that pop up with the greed, not the need, but that's always going to happen, unfortunately. And so I, did you see where they're now doing the stimulus? Uh, people are calling and saying, well, we're working to get you your stimulus check. Can you give me your bank account number? Oh, yeah, that's a terrible scam. Don't give that's out your good. bank account number, oh, anybody. It's just 
Don't give it out. That means it's a bad sign or a big red That's flag right. if somebody calls you. Definitely. Don't yes. do it. Well, we're so, going to have to remember to be kinder and nicer because that makes it nicer for us. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you for sharing that. And as usual, we do have some great paranormal stories on our Facebook page. So go to Supernatural Girls on Facebook. Make sure to like and follow. Do the same with Twitter, if you would. It would be wonderful because we've, we've built up, thanks to you and me, PK. We have quite a few followers on Facebook and Twitter. We want to keep that momentum going. And make sure you tell everybody else about the show. We've got some fabulous shows coming up. We have a great one tonight. So make sure you go to Facebook, take a look at the newest stories. They're all there for you to enjoy. Take your mind off all this other stress and take a look at the unknown because that's always fun to do. And if you want your own numerology reading, this may be the time to get it. Go to patriciakirkman.com or go to supernaturalgirls.com and PK is there. She's in both places at once, so you can contact her for your own personal reading, which I highly recommend. And if you want a soul realignment reading, dream analysis, or any type of counseling, then contact me. I'm at supernaturalgirls.com. You can just click on my email, tell me which service you want, and we'll find a spot for you. So that's what I wanted to say. The candles are are still on sale, so go take a look at those. We're going to have a new shaman candle coming in soon. And, oh, my goodness, just so many wonderful things going on with this show. We've got, again, a fabulous guest tonight, and here's who it is. His name is Bill Hall, and he is an author of a number of books about the paranormal. But the one we're going to be talking about tonight is called Phantom Messages. Now, these life-altering communications are direct contact by phone, computer, TV, radio, letter, and other mediums. Now, who are they from? Are they from entities? Are they from loved ones? Are they from ETs? Are they from the future or from the past? So, anyways, we're going to find out because they take photos. They deliver warnings. They cause havoc. They transcend time and more. So we're going to hear from the expert tonight, Bill Hall, about what these messages are all about. Now, just to know a little bit more about Bill, he's the author of the paranormal bestseller, The World's Most Haunted House and The Haunted House Diaries. Now, he's an experienced researcher of the unexplained, from folklore and urban legend to fortune-telling, the pyramids, and other mysterious tales. Now, he's been interviewed around the world, and his syndicated column, Magic in the Unknown, ran for six years in multiple newspapers. Now, he has two sons, and he resides right next door in Plainville, Connecticut. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're excited to have you here with us yeah. <laughs> What a oh, great boy. title, Santa Messages. Well, tell us a little more about you. How come you fell in love with the paranormal? Uh, well, you know, I, th- I grew up with, uh, in search of, and, uh, all of that, uh, this is night stalker and I was doing magic as, as a kid. So, I mean, it was all kind of, uh, natural, um, natural fascination. And then, um, later on in, in magic, 
researching and investigating some things, most of them uh, being more on, on the hoax side, but um, but then running across other stories and, you know, cases, if you will, that were quite intriguing. And, um, yeah, after hitting on a number of them, a few of them, you know, I went deeper and deeper and, you know, as as you get a fascination with that and, and you find some are, um, you know, really have some meat to them and are, are quite fascinating. And, uh, you know, from there, of course, it expands. And, uh, and I would say it probably started really big with uh, more on the UFO end um, in the, uh, in the eighties with uh, ordering uh, newspapers uh, from interlibrary loan in those days and uh, sending away and paying for government reports and, you know, getting letters saying they don't exist and getting another letter saying here it is enclosed and, you know, all that kind of thing. <laughs> Kind of started on the UFO thing, and then I think as a natural, you go and say, "Okay, let me, you know, uh, this is cool too," or "Let me look at this and let me look at that," and you know, and um, but uh, yeah, the Lindley Street case was a real, you know, that that was a real uh, incredible example of a case that would be as close or in some cases better if you were alone, you know, uh, than if you actually experience it yourself. In other words, there was so much documentation and witnesses and everything that uh, it was kind of the Roswell of, you know, of haunted houses. So it, uh, it really was a way that people could share and then experience if they haven't had it for themselves obviously if you know you've had it for yourselves and or it's amongst a, a family and you know we've all seen it that kind of thing okay well you know you have it but Lindley Street really opened a door that kind of research same with some of the UFO documents that wow there's some things that really are a little weird you know and yeah. uh you know we, we don't know um you know everything, but we can categorize them and kind of look at them, and that's kind of how phantom messages uh, uh, got our interest. Um, uh, Jimmy and I, Jimmy Petanito, um, you may know him from the Haunted Chronicles, and yes, um, but uh, you know we're good friends, and and we ended up talking. We both loved the phone calls from the dead and that that kind of thing. And um, and we thought, well, you know, there's these kind of messages across all the paranormal literature, whether you're talking about, you know, aliens, whether you're talking about ghosts, whether you're talking, you know, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. They're, they're all over the place. Mothman, you know, whatever it is, <clears throat> these examples of phantom messages exist throughout the literature. Um but I don't want to say no one, but um, no one in this broad sense uh, extracted them and brought in new cases and said, let's look at it across the gamut. Um, there's, um, 
uh, I forget his name, Colin did an, and there, there's a few in, in my resources, a uh, few people that did an outstanding job um, doing some of that. And Phantom Messages, uh, our idea was let's take it broader than just um, uh, what these other kinds of things are focused on, like just phone calls or, you know, just we wanted to see um, any unexpected communication that you don't go looking for, you know. Yeah, exactly. uh, Right. And, 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 of course, the big question that, uh, that most of us had on our mind is uh, have they kept up with technology, you know? And, of course, the answer is uh, the technology doesn't really matter. And I, I don't think, of course, that uh, entities have learned cell phones. I think it's irrelevant. I think it's uh, the modality is a little bit different than, than what what we may imagine. But... Um, well, this is part of the uh, the fascinating aspect of this is how are they using our technology to reach us? And, I mean, that is the big question. Now, I know when we had Robin Foy on the show from uh, the Skull Project, which they had six mediums all sitting together in a room, and they produced amazing, amazing results. But, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where you go, my God, where is it coming from? And they had airports show up. They had... Things drop out of the, you know, just out of the air onto their table uh, from a ceiling height, and it would be something verifiably from another time. So here you are with these actual voicemails and communications that were heard by more than one person. Uh, and let me ask you this, because as I was reading through them, I noticed a lot of them were just short communications. Did you come across anybody that had an actual conversation, a back and forth, you know, what we would call a, you know, a conversation of exchanging ideas or saying hello. Did you come across anything like that when you were writing the book? <clears throat> well, the uh, the haunted cable box would be an example of that. Um, that was, uh, I don't know if that was, that might have been, in the bonus case section, but it actually is a phantom uh, message. That's uh, communication uh, by code with the uh, with this cable box. Um, mm-hmm. That's one. That's one example. Um, so and then and then a, a uh, ton of, of stories in there. But like yeah. I said, I mean, is it so? They're mostly one way. Streets, right, where they just throw out a you know a sentence or a couple of words, but then there's the rare the rare time that they actually do more than that, and you've had some of those stories in the book too. Yes, uh, we tracked uh, um, frequency, uh, you know, type of communication, whether it's com- computer, letter, doodle board, you know, radio, whatever. Uh, yeah, definitely frequency was important. Did it happen just once or did it happen, you know, multiple times uh, or over 300 times, like in the case of, you know, the, the giant, incredible Donaldson case. But, um, mm-hmm. um, well, and, tell us uh, some stories, if you would. Tell us some stories of these cases so people can get an idea of what they're going to find in the book because you have some amazing stories all the way through this thing. 
pick out some of your favorites. Well, uh, one that, uh, and some, you know, you mentioned time slips. One category that is one of my, uh, well, I mean, they're all, of course, extremely fascinating, but, but the time slip ones are the ones that are most intriguing. And, um, and the one of the ones that really you just you could walk around just thinking it just pops into your head. It's uh, it's just really uh, uh, impacts you deeply. Is um, uh, David Fritz uh, from Cape Cod, uh, Massachusetts, uh, back uh, about a month before uh, 9/11? Um, Dave. Uh, was an alcohol and drug addiction counselor, um, so we always had his, you know, his cell phone on him all the time. And um, all of a sudden, he gets uh, a phone call that goes uh, straight to voicemail. Uh, there's no phone number or time you can see. And um, so he goes to play it, and he explained to us that... Um, he got an eerie feeling of dread that was really hard for him to to put into, he says, it's really hard for me to explain or put into words. He said, I felt mm-hmm. sick instantly. Yeah. Uh, there, I heard no voice, but I heard the sound of wind and crunching metal. Oh, that's scary. Oh, what do you think happens when a spirit reaches out from the other side of the veil? Do you think this is all an electronic phenomenon that they've learned to manipulate electric, electromagnetic energy from the other side in order to present themselves or their messages? Is William, William, are you still there? No, I think he got bumped. He'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden it just—I had that feeling, but I'm yes. going through the different that titles. That eerie of feeling. They've pulled him back. <laughs> oh, good. Oh goodness. Yeah, I—I I, you know that's one thing I have never—I've had a lot of experiences in the unknown, but I have not had this happen where I've gotten a phone call or an email from somebody who died. Have you? No, but you know, different times, uh, the, the smelling of. Uh, tobacco or uh, the lights flipping on and off when certain things were transpiring. But uh, that I've gotten. Or that but not the phone that, call. I, I would love to get a phone call. Phone like that. Call. Okay, here's Bill. He's back with us. I'm going to bring him live again. Good deal. Yay. Hello? Hey, Did Bill, you you're me? back on the air. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened, Sorry but suddenly that. you were gone. Yeah, and I don't know when that was. Hopefully it wasn't like 10 minutes ago. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was only two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Do you remember where, where, uh, the last thing you heard? <laughs> oh, my God, you're testing our memory, and we're going so quickly well, uh, in the show. Well, Dave, uh, Dave Fritz from uh, Cape Cod, uh, about a month before 9-11, I was saying he was an uh, alcohol and drug addiction counselor. He had his right. cell phone on him at all times. And he gets this voicemail. He can't make out the number of time. This is about a month before the towers went down. And he listens to it. He 
said eerie feeling of dread. He, he, you know, he just felt completely sick instantly. Uh, he said that he couldn't, there was no talking, he said, but he heard the sound of wind, uh, crunching metal uh, in, in, in the background, and people were screaming in terror. Uh, and the phone call lasted three minutes exactly. And so he thought that was extremely odd. And every morning he's getting the same message going straight to his voicemail, lasting exactly three minutes. Um, He ends up, of course, starting to share it with people. He says he plays it for his girlfriend and and some close friends. He didn't tell them what what to think or anything. He said, look, I got this weird voicemail. I got this weird message on my phone. Take a listen. It's really weird, you know. And uh, he played it. And they all responded the same way. Um, which is odd because even if you left me a message and, you know, it, it was whatever bizarre noises, whatever I would say, uh, TV's on or, you know, whatever crank call, sure. you know, it, it, right. you know, wouldn't necessarily, you know, but with these kinds of messages and it, it's of course not abnormal of a response in, in, you know, for other paranormal phenomena too. I'm sure you agree, but uh, yes. it's that you instantly know this is different. Now, yes, I mean, you know, sometimes we can get fooled to that degree, but but this is uh, what's amazing about these kinds of uh, calls is, um, especially time slip kind of kind of ones. It's not like oh, I, it's you know a recording of a, a TV show or something. You instantly know. No, this is different. This is real. This is this is this is like not a recording. This is really happening. This is you know it's it's a very different kind of experience um, and not a normal reaction. And of course, you know Dave knew that. You know where how, you know, how would he feel that way and why and you know it's not like a regular kind of reaction that he had ever gotten to anything you know and well he uh, must have been very just, shocked when the towers went down and he remembered that message. Uh, that's uh, well that's that's really what uh, <clears throat> we're getting to. He, he played it for other people and they they all did. But what he did was he got rid of the phone so he ended up getting rid of uh he he said that's it so he he got sick of the calls he gets rid of the phone and he also switches providers so he's got a new phone new phone number new provider and the calls stop uh until the more until the morning before the towers fell he gets a call one last call to the new phone, to the new, <laughs> the new phone oh, number, new provider. Yeah, the same three-minute message, and then you know uh, the towers fall, and he never gets a call again. And uh, you know, like Dave says, hey, you know, I can't tell you that's what I heard. He says, but geez, you know, you gotta wonder, you know. <laughs> you do, you do, absolutely. You know, certainly, you know. And and uh, what's interesting is a common question uh, that I get asked about that is, um, and I think it's it's probably a common thought, and and I always try to 
try to say, you know, let's step back and never, never close ourselves to possibly, you know, other kinds of, um, um, you know, reasons or lack of reasons. You know, some people would say, well, why would the phone line be interrupted to send him this message if we can't do anything to stop it? And my feeling is, and of course, you know, the answer is, well, we don't really know why or what, you know. Uh, we often think of terms that everything has to have an agent or that we like things to have an agent because it's very explainable to us. How did yeah. it happen? Joe, Joe moved it. You know, it's very easy, you know. So uh, we like to have an agent. So for here, this case, they automatically say, why are we being sent this message if we can't stop it? And I don't think, I don't think there's an agent responsible for sending the message. I think it's simply that that you happen to be in a, it could happen to be in a flap area, or you happen to be in a particular area, obviously you have this giant disaster. Uh, it would be all the telltale perfect recipe for a time slip occurrence to happen. Um, yes, if, because if, it was such a violent all. thing, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I. That's what I mean. I don't think it necessarily has to be, you know. And we all, of course, you know that it's of course not my theory, but it's you know it's it's very common for us to know that it has to do with you know, frequency and you know that kind of thing. So, if it happens to, you know, just resonate over that line just like uh, a vibration would cause a, a tone on an instrument that kind of thing it happens to just click together and you know ride the bus to wherever it goes and it happened to go to Dave and it's <laughs> so know? interesting to me though Bill that that some uh, entities that have passed or they're just entities in, in another dimension have mastered the use of our electronics but some haven't because as I was just saying to PK when you got uh, kicked off the air there <laughs> by something, <laughs> that yeah, right. I've, with all the paranormal state. experiences that both PK and I've had, and we've had quite a few over the years. Never had a phone call. I would love to have mm-hmm. a phone call from a spirit or an entity or an ET or whatever. I think that would be absolutely great. But I've never really had it. The closest that I came to that was when I was working with Marianne Shenfield, uh, who was an abductee many years ago, and we were having a conversation on the phone late at night, and all of a sudden something broke into the line, and it sounded like a computer voice. I couldn't make out what it was saying, but yeah. it was clearly a third voice on a, on a line, and this was years ago, no cell phones yet, this was just on a landline. So that was the closest I ever came to this. But these personal message that messages that you write about are amazing. I mean, like the girl who was 16 years old, you want to tell us that story and how she was leaving her, her I think it was her grandmother's house or her parents' house, and she almost got smacked by the, um, the, the train. But she was warned just in time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. And... Uh... And she actually, um, she came and told that story uh, live after some coaxing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and let me tell you, it's, it's, uh, 
it's quite a story, but she makes very clear. I mean, the area, and she sent the, well, there's a picture in the book, but the the area where there's a train crossing, she didn't see it. Um, and she swears, and she she says, "I know, it, you know, it's that this voice came over in, in the radio that it wasn't a hallucination, and uh, and it fed into some other." actual experiences that she's had but um those are what uh you know what we classify as and i think as you mentioned like a single occurrence and those are fascinating um but always a bit harder because you know you don't have of course a lot of information usually with those so you're kind of left like my own is that way my own experience could either be coincidence or it could be something you know but I don't know. It only Tell us about once. it. You know, you know. Um, that one was uh, it was me and uh, and a magician friend of mine because uh, both uh, uh, magician friends we were doing shows together and everything. So anyhow, so for fun, you know, we would go to the graveyard and we do some magic and stuff. You know, we're weird. That's why we didn't get dates. But anyhow, and uh, <laughs> quite so, an audience there. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's right uh, thank yeah. you for laughing that's, I appreciate that uh, <laughs> and uh, and so we said well let's uh, yeah, let's try to contact somebody you know hey what the heck you know so we go to one of the, the graves and um, I remember the name was Mary I don't remember her last name but uh, and <clears throat> it was one of those graves that had the little oval pictures of the people oh on them. yeah uh-huh, like a yeah. little cameo shot, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, so we got our name, we settled on that one, and we said, okay, we'll, you know, we'll put uh, my car radio on, so like a pure static. I said, okay, we're going to leave it. And then we just talked and did other things for about, you know, 45 minutes or so, or, you know, maybe it was only a half hour. And it was quite a while, though. You know, we're, we're pretty good little Yeah, clients. you guys are patient. I mean, yeah, well, we wanted to make sure that if we did this, uh, we wanted to at least try to isolate as many variables as possible so that we can see if, you know, it's more likely to be something than just noise, you know. So right. uh, so after running it with no no interruption of talking or anything for you know all that time it was just pure static it was no it's not even on the teeter-totter it was like 100 percent static you know and uh, so we started saying you know saying mary you know tell us if you're here mary and you know and uh so nothing's happening and then then he goes on the count of three let's just yell mary show us you're here or whatever and so <laughs> so we so we did it and we yelled it real loud and and the the uh the radio station right at that moment stopped from static and went back to static and we were like holy crap oh my goodness <laughs> you know so there she so was you at, so you look at that and you say Hey, maybe it was something, or maybe it wasn't. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's one of those. Uh, and of course, there are coincidences that are that bizarre, or even rarer, uh, that are simply that. Uh, mm-hmm. But then again, you can't help but 
experience that and go, wow, that was pretty wild, <laughs> you know. So who knows? But but again, if it happened, like if we did it, let's say we went back and every time we did it, it happened, then that would be like amazing. And nobody else's name or it didn't happen with anybody else, only Mary, you know. Then you get to something where you can figure out, you know. Um, and that's uh, that doesn't discount the single experiences. It just makes them sometimes tougher. Um but the ones that fascinate me, of course, are uh, are, are all of them. But uh, it's especially wild when because people doubt themselves too. Of course, as you know, I'm yeah. sure we all have. You start saying, "Jesus, is this real? Or, or, I really <laughs> seen this? Maybe I'm hallucinating." You know what I mean? Well, no, yeah. he said it too. Okay, you know. So you know, we all go through that. But um, so with uh, with the phantom messages, you know, it. It's amazing when you have something like a voicemail and it's from someone who's deceased. And not only is it a voicemail that it wasn't like, oh, it was delayed, it was digital, it was analog. It doesn't matter. Digital, analog, doesn't matter how it, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of technology you have. The message comes through and the person is talking in present tense and mention stuff that happened like after they died. So, you know, and talking and most of these people, not, not all of them, but in, in most of the cases that, that I've read about my research dating back from the forties on when they really started getting big with, um, you know, the, the phone call uh, phenomena. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, of course, they've been waiting for that since the phone was invented. It was just, it's just a natural. You know, we're humans. Oh, you got a phone? Oh, yep. hey, can we call it? We call up grandma that passed. Ten, no, 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 it doesn't work that way, Rob. You know, but you know that's the way we are. So, um, well, what's so interesting too? Grand Bell wanted to do that. You know. Yeah, but, I mean, some like I said, there's such a variety here. I mean, some spirit voices show up through the radio. Some come through phone. Now, what about the ones that send emails? Yes, um, the email ones. Now, again, there's, of course, uh, there's the people you know, and then there's, uh, we don't know, you know, entities or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. And, you know, time slips, you know, maybe not an entity at all, you know, all those kinds of things. Uh, One of the famous uh, email ones is uh, uh, Jack, uh, I always say his name wrong. Jimmy usually tells the story, but Jack <laughs> throws uh, his emails. Uh, this uh, guy was younger. He dies unexpectedly, and um, the family starts getting emails from him. Oh my so, gosh! Uh, so one friend gets an email from him uh, from his email, and it's and it the subject line says I'm watching and uh, and the email says did you hear me? I'm at your house clean your effing attic <laughs> Jack yeah right and it's going to make you want to go right home that, <laughs> yeah. yeah that is fun yeah. well and, and now Jack and this and this guy Blue is Tim these two were together in his attic before he died, obviously, and 
the guy was talking, saying, I might, you know, want to finish up here a little bit, whatever. And Jack was going on about, man, your attic's filthy and blah, blah, blah. And it's not like the two of them would go around, like, telling everybody about it. You know what I mean? It was one of those kind of things. So now he's saying in this email, you know, clean your attic. And then he uh, he sent an emails to to other people to, to you know to other people in the family, and uh, and uh, uh, one of them uh, I think of his arm or whatever didn't even tell anybody about it. And he was at home and the email comes in. You know I told you you should have been careful. You know I see you broke your arm. You know. Yeah, and, they're and, wild. And <laughs> absolutely. And no, no, you know now you'd say well maybe his account was hacked, but you know there's no evidence. Uh, that that anything was hacked. Uh, that, you know, we looked at. Well, you know, there are services where you, you know you can send out stuff after you die. But I mean, that's kind of weird and stupid. And uh, yeah. there's no. Yeah, you know, he had a good sense of humor, but it just. But <laughs> the problem is, the, the problem with that uh, excuse, what to say? But you know, we just go through the list. You know. But uh, the problem with that one is this email, like a lot, a lot of these communications, what makes them so fascinating is they have time stamps in them. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about a month ago. They're talking about now, and you have to be alive now in order to know what's going on now, you know. So that's what makes them fascinating. And so uh, they didn't figure out what happened. Uh, the phone calls went on for weeks, uh, not phone calls, the emails went on back and forth for weeks. Um, one, uh, Jack sent an email saying, hey, I tried, um, what is it, one of the other friends' emails, but it didn't go through. Tell him I said whatever, you know. And it was just, uh, it's amazing. And they did not, uh, you know, and again, these are people who aren't, make you know well as you know they're not making up story but i mean but even still i mean they say gee we don't know uh we can't we find it hard to believe that somebody would do that you know that the, there's not really a motive you know who would who would know them you know they're thinking who would know us that well and would want to do it you know it just doesn't make sense you know right um and the poor guy really is dead, so otherwise, you know, Jack would be the prime <laughs> suspect of something like that. <laughs> but so, um, so yeah, there there are those uh, amazing, uh, and and there's a lot with the with the emails, even with uh, there with this the train, um, the big train crash where the the guy was dead on impact, but his cell phone mm-hmm. kept calling loved ones all night. Yeah, um, so it was 35 times he called, they called us. Yeah, yeah. I thought and that was had, fascinating. And yeah. his girlfriend was on her way to pick him up. Yeah, and very this, sad, very sad. Well, the but about it is things haven't changed when you think about it because the engineer, as you put it there, was texting. Yeah. The crash oh. And that he was quite a few years, six. I think, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, and, no, you're know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting too that you know the energy that the residual energy that's here after death is measurable, and it also can be captured on camera. I remember some 
uh, filmmakers that had a, a wonderful shot. It was actually, I should say, uh, carefully. It was tragic that it happened at all, but they did get a wonderful photograph. And what happened was there were a bunch of teenagers out drinking and driving, and <clears throat> they hit a tree, a rather large, immovable object. And oh, the, yeah. the young man died, and his body was thrown into the uh, front area of the seats, and the photograph captured his head above the car, and his mouth was open as if he was screaming, no. So, oh, my. Yeah, but you could see also not only his face, his head. I mean, it was clearly this, this young man who was killed. He was only 16 years old. I mean, just his whole life in front of him. Just so sad. But you could see the energy, you know, and they could see all of these other lines of energy that were still connected to his body, which was in the front seat area of that car. So energy is energy. And, you know, he mm-hmm. was able to have such a burst of energy when he died that it was captured on film. This is before digital. And it was captured by a crime scene police photographer. So well. he didn't see anything through the viewfinder, but when he went to actually, again, it was a long time ago, develop the pictures, he saw mm-hmm. all of this, and, and it was um, remarkable. So this, there is so much energy that gets transferred from this life into another world, and certainly uh, you can see where somebody might reach for their cell phone thinking they're still alive and and try to make phone calls and things like that. It could it could absolutely happen if you think about a quantum a quantum world. And certainly mm-hmm. yeah. energy is energy. It makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um uh, the <laughs> I don't know, you just made me think of uh, one of the stories where uh, the case where the husband borrows the daughter's cell phone and calls the mother. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, um, but it, but it is, it, it, it is funny like that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, we're gonna, case. So we're going to just take a very short commercial break. Oh, sure. So hold that thought. We're going to come back. I want to hear more too about ETs communicating uh, through whatever means in delivering messages. Uh-huh. Okay, that's another great part of your book. So we are going to take a very short commercial break, and then we'll be right back everybody who are listening to supernatural girls radio stay tuned there are a lot of psychics out there how do you decide which one is right for you you look for someone who empowers you who's practical and spiritually connected who says here are your opportunities here are your challenges and here's a way to deal with them and then gives you your own toolbox to make your life everything you want it to be hi i'm corby midline and that's how i work with you As a certified professional tarot reader, I've helped thousands of people for over 40 years through my toolbox. Cards, past life retrieval, numerology, spirit guide conferences, and mediumship. Whether it's career, relationships, finances, or your spiritual road, together we can replace your confusion with clarity. And you'll probably find a little laughter along the way. Visit me at CorbyMitlai.com to find out how to cross your bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly and tell me you found me at Supernatural Girls for a special gift with your reading Corby Mitlide 
the practical psychic for catching your tomorrows today. Find me at CorbyMitline.com. That's CorbyMitline.com. Pure essential oil, specialized mineral, and a revolutionary anti-aging technology. Astridian combines the best of all scientifically proven ingredients in easy-to-use creams, lotions, and concentrated serums. Astridian's advanced line of products take your skin to a new level of being healthy and beautiful. We offer a variety of collections that address all your skin concerns. The Essential Anti-Aging Series treats and moisturizes your skin for a long-lasting, younger look. The Multivitamin Series promotes healthy skin with high-quality vitamins and minerals. The Sports Series restores skin from cellular damage and stress. Astridian also offers a revitalizing solution for hair and a professional series for doctors and medical spas. Visit astridian.love today and begin your new journey to healthy, beautiful, youthful skin. Astridian, beyond your expectations. Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Are you frustrated with endless mantras, affirmations, and processes that promise to align your life with your dreams only to find yourself years later in the same space where you began? Do you feel like you must be doing something wrong because nothing seems to be working? Don't you just wish that someone could shift your consciousness for you and your life could align with your desires without all the effort? Well, your wish is about to come true. Hi, I'm Carrie Cannon, and I have a gift that allows me to align the consciousness of others to be in harmony with their dreams. The best part is, it requires no particular effort on your part. Upon listening to a consciousness alignment, people have reported instant energy shifts, financial windfalls, soulmate connections, healed relationships, physical healings, and more. To gain access to a free trial offer for my entire Manifesting Miracles library of consciousness alignments, go to commandmiracles.com now for details. Again, that's commandmiracles.com for information about our free trial offer. That's commandmiracles.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I am your host, Patricia Baker. I'm here with my co-host, PK, Patricia Kirkman, and our guest tonight, so much fun to be talking to, Bill Hall, about phantom messages, the mysterious world of impossible messages from beyond the grave. Now, Bill, I was 
told you I was going to ask you about these ETs that are coming through also. Can you share some stories about that? Yes. Um, One that really intrigues me uh, because uh, elements of this uh, later end up uh, coming true, which is uh, makes it really fascinating, is um, uh, Jack uh, Sarfati, who is a theoretical physicist, and he, when he was a, a kid, and he was like 13, he was reading electronic instructions and manuals and <laughs> wow. meanwhile reading comic books and you know but anyhow <laughs> uh, so, so Jack uh, Jack was a smart one um, and he was getting these uh, phone calls and it, he would uh, you know the mother later said that he would walk around like he was in a trance and um and he thought it was only one phone call, but the mother said, oh, no, no, it's, it's, oh, you were getting a lot of calls. Finally, I told him to stop, and it stopped. But uh, basically the voice uh, was saying, um, would you, do you want to be part of a, an elite group? Uh, we are uh, an artificial intelligence uh, spacecraft. Or, or something. And so... Um, if you would like to be part of this group, come and you know meet uh, meet us in the back and uh, at this time or whatever. So little Jack gets all his friends to to go meet to to see the spacecraft or to get picked up, and uh, of course uh, nobody shows up. And oh. um, right, and so you'd say, well, you know, what kind of story is that? But what's really wild is uh, on these phone calls, they told them, you know, in, in exactly, you know, 20 years, uh, and you'll have to make a decision whether you want to be part of this elite group or not. And he he said yes. This is when he was a kid on the phone call. He didn't want to say yes, but he felt himself. He couldn't help himself. He said yes. And uh, so all those years later, Jack is actually part of a uh, an, an exclusive academic group of uh, kind of rogue scientists, if you will, just like in the old days where all the famous scientists would hang out together. And Jack is uh, not just a physicist. He actually is credited with um, in, uh, not inventing, I would say, but discovering because uh, um, quantum science. And Jack today himself to uh, study um, consciousness and uh, and artificial intelligence. Uh, basically, oh my you know, he, yeah, he, yeah, and so talk about coming full circle with an experience that he had from these phone calls to becoming. Um, one of the world's top physicists. I mean, he lectures other physicists. You know, I'm not saying everything he says is correct or all his theories are correct, you know, because, I mean, you know, like uh, like the famous saying goes, if you think you know uh, quantum physics, you don't know quantum physics. Uh, <laughs> far great, more complex. Great line. 
Yeah, it's far more complex than to simply say this is the way it is and that's it. But, of course, everybody has their theories they're adamant about. Uh, but in any event, he definitely is a physicist, physicist, you know, like him or hate him. He's, uh, uh, he really did fulfill everything that phone call said. I mean, he ended up being part of that elite group. Uh, it, it was during that exact amount of time. Um, it was kind of a robotic voice. The mother said it was kind of a cold. It was that typical uh, kind of extraterrestrial um, associated uh, robotic cold sounding voice uh, as as one description. Now, um, other Bill, kind, do you attribute uh, this kind? this type of phone okay. call to uh, be coming from the future? Because we, we've heard that a lot just recently too, with ETs mm-hmm. that are they really our future? and they're just coming from there to here. But this AI group, this very special elite force, I mean, they obviously chose this young man for something big. So, but did they come yeah. from the future? Because they, you know, they seem to have such an amazing amount of material. They probably downloaded it into this kid when he was little. It's a possibility because in his life had this path that was, was amazing. Way. He was already way too smart for his own good at that age reading electronic manuals. I don't know. (laughs) Jimmy and I are envious of all. But (laughs) But that also may be why they chose him also. Because he had that kind of mind. Yeah, that's why I didn't get the cool cool phone (laughs) call. They saw you reading those comic books, Bill. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, look, he's picking his nose. No, we're not him. He's not the one. No. But... um, (laughs) Right. Yeah, but but you know that's that's interesting, and you know again again if you ask him, you know what do you th-? and he says you know I don't know he said one thing but the thing that that he thought was the weirdest is that he only remembers one phone call with those instructions, whereas mother remembers, you know at first not knowing who was calling him and he's kind of you know, walking around and it's kind of almost like in a trance kind of thing. And so that was interesting because it had the mother dimension to it. You know, otherwise when you're a child, Another witness. You're trying to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, more because of the memory, you know, our memories are so bad and so faulty uh, and we fill in 75% of, you know, the reality. I remember when I got back together with, uh, with my buddies I was in a band with and there was four of us and uh, you know we're getting together I don't know 20-25 years later it takes four of us to get one complete story I'm over there (laughs) saying oh yeah remember that's when Jack spilt that beer no it wasn't a beer it was a it was uh, he he had you know his girlfriend fell oh no it wasn't his girlfriend it was his sister you know and and then after all four you discuss it out, you finally figured out, oh no, it wasn't Jack at all. That was that was some other guy we didn't know. We thought it was Jack. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, what, you know. But I mean, it's just uh, our minds are are not very reliable at all. And uh, you know, any optical illusion book will will instantly tell you and and confirm that. Um, and you know, as Houdini once eloquently said, and I can't I can't help but quote him in here. 
that he says he's never seen anyone be able to accurately describe anything that they've experienced. He says the inner and complete inability to accurately recount anything. Um, and that we learn from magic. I mean, magicians are taught to instill in you uh, the inability to correctly recount the details that matter. Right. Yeah. You, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the notes that you want heard are the notes you emphasize and the other notes are, are not, uh, they're on the upbeats. You know, those are the ones you miss. And those right. are the ones that make the miracle possible. So the reality is uh, it's very easy uh, because when you go to reconstruct something, you'll screw it all up. And, um, <laughs> and, and you don't need a con person or a con man or a magician to help you do that. We do that all by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we sure good. do. Goodness me. Now, what about other, um, other voices that have come in or messages that have come in? Some of them have been terrifying. Some of them have not been helpful at all. Uh, yes. And, you know, and that's, that's always the, you know, that's always the, the wonder is, uh, you know, uh, are, are they, some of course appear very negative and, um, and uh, others you just don't know. But um, the, the Mothman uh, messages, uh, they're, I don't know if we would call that necessarily an alien, but definitely in the paranormal, you know, realm. Mm-hmm. And those kind, of, those kind of messages to John Keel, you know, when he was going to a hotel and he, and he, he wasn't even planning on it. He just happens to pull over, and there's all these messages left for him, and they're all gibberish. And you know, that stuff's weird. That's that kind of time slip, and and sometimes. You know, you wonder is is that a message? Somebody trying to get through that it's the only way they can get through to let you know that it's a, that it that it's that they know it's a time slip or that they're from the you know I don't, I don't even like to say future because it's kind of a weird concept but time is uh, I studied it enough to be completely confused but but time all depends on your point of reference so the 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 time is is fascinating and it's always interesting to say well are they from the future well what they may not be from the future but we may be from the past you know so it it might not be as is uh miraculous as we think it's simply that if you're at a different point i mean it's like me surprising people of 1986 and I know what's going to happen, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's always interesting. You don't know. Cause you know, to us, our future could be someone else's past or present, uh, or it could be kind of an irrelevant thing. If you're going to your point, you know, in the quantum, you know, between multiverses, then, then it becomes even more, um, you know, uh, versatile, if you will, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, we had, and we had one that uh, was rather, uh, rather shocking to, to, uh, uh, to the scientists, but he was, he was an Israeli ambassador to the United Nations. 
uh, talking with a comrade. Um, and they actually do paranormal research, which is really cool. And, um, and they got a phone call interruption, and it had a lot of the classic indicators. It had uh, the one doctor on the other side did not hear anything. He just <clears throat> he just had the you know the interruption, the like the static, and you know the 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 interruption part of it. And then on the other doctor's end, he had uh, what I can only describe as it starts as kind of an echo but then it almost like develops into a different kind of voice. And it's almost like a, like a, almost like a monstery voice is the only way to describe it. And it, and it's kind of hard to, to make out, you know, what's being said. Uh, he has some of his theories, but, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's funny listening to him because he asked a question. I can't hear you. You're going to have to speak clearer. I mean, it's, it's, it's really funny. Listen, I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but if he, he does a good job. He's like, you're going to have to speak clearer. Who are you? You know, he's, he's asking all the right questions, all the, you know, but, um, and then he talks with his friend later and his friend, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. So he sends this off. It, you know, it was re, he was recording because they they later go and make notes because they were meeting, and right. uh, he he has this recording analyzed, and he sends me the report, and it's uh, it's real fascinating. Basically, it it's uh, uh, it says it's not synthetic, meaning it's not like a synthesized voice or you know a, a, right. a, 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 a altered, mm-hmm. yeah. It didn't appear to be a human voice. You know, they can't rule out that it wasn't something computer generated, but it doesn't match anything. Oh, which is very interesting. Which is really, really cool. You know, that is. I mean, it, it actually starts to give you some verification in in the this logical side of the world, and so this t- makes sense. We need to pay attention to this, and. But again, yeah. it's, it's so fascinating to me, Bill, because like, why are certain people chosen? You know, certain methodologies, me- methodologies mm-hmm. to, to just decide who's going to get a phone call, who's going to get an email. I mean, it's it's just so many. There's so many factors involved, so many choices that are being made on the other side in relation well, to how I'm, they're going to get a message across. And that's you know that's what I think we hit it on the nail on the head. What we all wonder about. And, uh, you know, I think Houdini said it very well. He said he knows that it has nothing to do with how much somebody loves somebody. He said, because you can't tell me that I don't love the people in my life as much as, you know, anyone else, you know. And he and he even he had packs with, uh, you know, a dozen friends. Uh, you know, this is our secret signal. This is, I mean, he really wanted to, you know, he really went all out. It was, it was admirable for him to, he really wanted to find it. Unfortunately, of course, he came up in his time, you know, that fraud was very prevalent, which of course wasted a lot of his time. I would have loved to get him in a house that had like a poltergeist or something, you know, or, or <laughs> would have really, you know, would have yeah. been a much different. Yeah, but the poor guy, he didn't, you know, he, you know, you had to go of what, what the focus was at the time and what was going on and everything. But anyhow, um, but that's, uh, that to me is the fascinating thing of, uh, 
of uh, of those messages is just that, you know. Yeah. I was fascinated with Ida Lupino when she was a youngster getting yeah, that phone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a ch- – I mean, that's chilling when – when you have somebody saying, "Look, I need to, I need to talk to you. It's an emergency. I need to talk to you. You sound sick. You sound..." And then they thought, "Oh, he died three days ago." It's like, "Oh my!" That's like something out of, you know, absolutely unbelievable. And, um, but yeah, the ones with the uh, the ones with the voicemails are the most uh, chilling because. Uh, yeah, the, the the difficult thing when you're alone is, and that's, of course, always the difficult thing about hallucination is you don't really, you never really know if you're hallucinating or not. You know, you don't think you are, but, you know, I mean, unless, of course, you know, obviously if you're going into a case and it's a poltergeist, you know, it's a poltergeist, you know, you're not hallucinating, you know. But what I'm saying is if it's some other random thing, it, you know, it becomes, uh it becomes difficult without any frame of reference. That's that's the words I'm looking for. So it's really cool when you have these other frames of references and not just witnesses, but just other uh, other corroborations. Uh, but there's all kinds of those communications. Um, uh, uh, the the girl that's on the way to visit the boyfriend and. And her home phone is calling him, even though she's in her car on the way. And, you know, there's nobody in the house. And, you know, you get uh, all of these kinds of uh, very strange uh, happenings. And some of them some of them have other hauntings uh, involved that are part of. And that's a, that's a very active or deep uh, part. And other times not. It's just the the communication part alone is the, is the, the thing. I think the most, well, the most extreme one besides Doblinson, which was over 300 messages was uh, one that was reported in fate magazine, uh, I think in the fifties. Um, and it was a lady whose mother died and, <clears throat> you know, they, they used to talk on the phone every, every day at 4 PM or whatever. And, I think it was for about a year and a half or a year, some some, some outrageous amount of time, they kept talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the mother had no idea she was dead. She was just she was just talking, <laughs> like <laughs> just regular just regular stuff going on. She, you know, the daughter's telling her what's going on, and you know, she's telling her what she's doing, and she's like, and then finally, she's like, you know. It just stopped because she didn't. She's like, I don't know. That's very unusual. Like, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Do I do I tell her why are you calling me? You're dead, or you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> don't you know? You're I want answers. Why are you calling me? You're dead. Yeah, but that's yeah, another not example. Yeah, not this universe. I'm not. So that's you yeah. Know, that's that's the it. Other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's why I always like to say, you know, when people say hair and the other side and I like when you said one of the other or whatever you know because I think why even limit it to one side I mean if the multiverse is there it's unlimited sides you know um so it's and that and that means the possibilities of course you know all the all the craziness of the paranormal makes perfect sense then (laughs) well it does and and also in another in another dimension they may still be a in the physical body. So that's exactly. another thing to right. so, mm-hmm. 
yeah, and that's I and that's what um my friend Mark D'Antonio, who's an astrophysicist, he he would call that a a a, a, a multi world intersect. So it, if you have somebody who dies at the funeral and you're seeing them walk and you're like, It's their ghost he would argue, No, they're not dead. That's two worlds intersecting. Oh, so wow. you're seeing you so you're seeing in this world he's dead, in that world he's not. In another world maybe he never existed at all. I mean that's that's what quantum physics would tell us mm-hmm. if 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 the popular uh, if the most popular theory is true, the multiple worlds theory, and the next popular theory is uh the one that's most horrifying for me to imagine. Uh, I can't discount it because I'm not intelligent enough to even understand it, but it, I think even the experts admit it's somewhat uh, far-fetched, but, and that's the holographic universe theory, you know, mm-hmm. the matrix right. that it's all, it's all a computer game or something, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot of arguments against that. But then again, uh, there's a lot of what scares me. (laughs) Well, it doesn't really scare me because, hey, if it's an illusion and I don't know the difference, what do I care? But, you know, (laughs) um, the the interesting thing about that with, you know, that whole matrix thing and holographic universe is um, it it really – it's. I think it's one of those things that is just impossible. It's real, very difficult for us to even imagine that as a as a concept. But luckily, there's a, a number of reasons why that's most likely not true. But it, it does it does slightly scare me that there's some incredibly incredibly intelligent people that um, <clears throat> some of the most intelligent physicists that uh, that choose that one. <laughs> so it's like, although who, know, who knows? It, you know, like I always say, it could be, uh, it could be door number three. You know, I mean, that's, um, I I always like to say, here's what I think it is. You know, here's what my best theory is, and I'm going to try to make up maybe three other things that it could be. <laughs> you know, if I could, you know, try to broaden yeah. my thinking. What, you know, is is. Uh, you know, well, could I look at it differently? Because, you know, we yes. look at things from our point of view, you know. So, um, you know, we're very self-centered. You know, all life's important unless you're a virus or an ant, you know. So mm-hmm. we're very we're very selective in that. And when we look at the paranormal, we're very quick to judge evil, you know, motives, um, human motives on inhuman things, uh or potentially in human things, you know, a mix, even with UFOs or life on other planets. Um, and scientists are usually the ones to warn us uh, as creative as we all could be, all the science fiction lovers and everything. But scientists warn us that, you know, life on other planets could be very, very different in terms of, uh, culture in terms of lifestyle in terms of what they think are important it could be completely different than the human things that you want to put on them just like um, 
if you want to put human motives into ants, you'll fail because it's different and we don't even understand it all yet. So no, we're far from that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's right concepts. here. That's right here on Earth, you know. So it's it's it does fascinate me that you know, and they could be very similar too because. Uh, you know, like Margaret always said, well, depending on the oxygen, this and that, they would be like us, except they'd be shorter. They would be this. The eyes would be this. They would, you know, and in some of the, you know, the ways that aliens are reported looking, that would be, you know, kind of a natural development based on a certain kind of atmosphere or whatever. That mm-hmm. all, if the building blocks are kind of the same, mm-hmm. if they are. Uh, and they appear to be, then, uh, you know, then that's... uh, Bill, also, did you come across anybody... Did you come across anybody in your book that had an experience with with demons? I mean, they're quite powerful. We've had Dr. Richard Gallagher on the show before, and he's a board-certified Yale-trained psychiatrist. And he came on the show, and he said, look, those things are real. I know it because I've seen it. And he talked about working with some people that were actually possessed. So, again, they could raise people up in the air and spin them around, do all the things that we saw in The Exorcist years ago. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's a lot of power with demons. And I was wondering if you had any stories to share about that, messages coming from a powerful demon to some poor soul. Um, we we tend to classify as unknown entities, but we didn't go into um, exorcisms or anything like that as part of uh, Phantom Message uh, because it, it's. I guess it's because you know you could consider them a Phantom Message. I guess. Um, but we didn't consider them in that, I guess, uh, in, in that uh, area of subject because it was coming through, a, the voice is coming through a person. Yeah, their thing is more to just take over somebody. But I was wondering, again, because we've also heard about hauntings but, with demons but as you, well. But but with entities, uh, yeah, there's there was some... Uh, Entities that cause quite a problem, uh, even on like the doodle board one. So some were kind of <clears throat> outshoots of a haunting or poltergeist case. But yes, in both in both of those kinds of cases, there were some uh, negative ones, uh, like one that uh, one that was quite uh, vulgar, uh, the one that used the doodle board. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean definitely. Those, of course, are the scariest because any message from somebody who's not friendly is never nice or not treating you friendly. <laughs> yes, Heck, plus you don't even, know who it is. Scary even when they treat you friendly, you know. Uh, it, <laughs> well, you know, that's that's what I say. One person hears footsteps and yells demon and runs. The other person hears footsteps and says, oh, that's fascinating. You know, so, you know, you, you don't know but uh, differently, but... Uh, but so, 
but especially if it's you have a, a message that's clearly lit. But you know, sometimes even the message from friends that appear like time slips, like there's the one the the letter one where you know the where um where Donna's thinking, maybe we should maybe we should invite them over. You know, I haven't seen them in a while. And was gonna call them up and invite them over for lunch, never did. And then they find a letter in the mailbox. We stopped by, we happened to be in town. You know, we heard we you know, we got your message about lunch or whatever, you know. And they're like, What? You know and it's like, <laughs> but I never I never call and there's a lot of those kinds of uh time mm-hmm. slip ones too. The ones where I was gonna call but I didn't and then the other person calls you back saying, I got your message and you'd say, Well maybe they called just forgot but when you look at all the uh, you know, the context of it and the circumstances and 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 the repeated stories and cases of, of these kinds, um, then it becomes uh, really weird, especially when the message is left. The weirdest thing is when the message is left at a time when the person could not have left the message. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they're like, I was going to call you, but I couldn't. Why? Oh, I was in the hospital, or this happened, or I ended up taking a nap, or whatever. And they're like, "No, you did call." No, that's impossible because I, you know, because whatever, you know, you know. Yeah. So just, just even the times don't, you know, those become fascinating. So there's all kinds of, um, and it's not limited to technology. You know, we've we've seen it, of course, with uh, computers and cell phones, certainly. Uh, but also letters and writings on walls and floors and, um, you know, doodle boards and cable boxes and radios. And uh, it could just, it could be just about any, um, any implement, if you will. Um, and well, yeah, uh, you can were... encourage them, I guess. And, you know, is that something that I know you've done yourself just with that grave you talked about? cameo grave but is this something you'd say is safe to do that people could ask for communication see if they get it well i mean i i I don't i don't want to give a recommendation like that i think um i think uh the whole point of these messages i think most of them are well as we described them unexpected um, mm-hmm. That you're not, that, you know, that you're not looking for them. I, I mean, unless of course it's, you know, I'm not saying go use a Ouija board or and invite messages that way. I'm talking about the phantom messages, the unexpected communication, mm-hmm. especially communication um, that has just fascinating elements around it. Sometimes even a message. You know, I knew mm-hmm. you were hurt, so so that you know they call to make sure you get help. Uh, and other times it's uh, just playing a joke on you or just saying hello or um, uh, it's, you know, you know, you just, you just never know. Um, it's getting that most information of, uh, from someone that you thought about but didn't connect with and yet they give you the answer. Those are always startling to me. Yes, yes. Yeah, those are always uh those are always the neat ones. And that's, 
that, of course, section, Jimmy and I call that the uh, chicken soup for the paranormal soul chapter. The, <laughs> <laughs> that's the people you know one. And then there's, the, of course, the unknown uh, entities that uh, you don't know uh, who or, or what. And, um, and, and then, of course, you have that uh, alien uh, which can come in the form of uh, a lot of a lot has a lot of the time slip phenomena, but also has a commonality of insect metallic buzzing kind of sounds uh, you often hear described, or that cold kind of mechanical monotone voice um, doing stupid interviews. You know, you hear them <laughs> doing a stupid interview either <laughs> on the on the phone or you know when they knock on your door, but. Uh, but doing a stupid interview on the phone, all of a sudden your phone calls interrupted, and you know why are you interested in UFOs, or perhaps you should, uh, you know, research kites, or you know, whatever. Just stupid, <laughs> yeah, just stupid, stupid, uh, stupid interviews that show. It, it is, it is quite charming though, because I think there's enough proof. I, I don't know if this is true of all UFOs, because we, we tend to group them as one, right? But there could be like a million different kinds. But we tend to say all UFOs are like this: they're three feet, they're kind of green or gray. I don't know. And they got the almond eyes, and you know, and that's it. That's an alien, you know. <laughs> and then, and they're paranormal. Oh no, there's like unlimited varieties. But you know, the alien, yeah. that's it. Yeah, the man. And even though, the... of course. But, you know, the reptilians, funny, but, there's so many different races. You've had people on the yeah, show that say there's 75 really, that we've identified so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm being facetious, but it, but that's like what we think of. You know, we think of the you know the the one. It's the grace, yeah. Uh, but but the reality is, you know, it's probably all connected. I mean, it's all paranormal, right? But uh, but. Um, yeah, so those with with those uh, sounds and phone call interruptions and uh, uh, surveys being followed, Nick Redfern, uh, I know he shared the personal encounter, um, and I, I do agree. You know, if you you research UFOs enough, you know, and you, st- you, you that's probably the best way to get a phone call uh, <laughs> or a weird call of some sort. Um, but you know, for phantom messages, uh, probably a long-winded answer to that. Um, I don't know. I remember showing my dad the cover to Phantom Messages. I knew he wasn't gonna, uh, you know, make it for its release, but he did get to see the cover, and I, you know, oh. shared with him some some stories so nice. and stuff. And I said, I said, you know, I said, if you're gonna, if you want to be in this book, I said you're gonna have to call, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Make and, that uh, call. Drop the dime. You sure you're yeah. a good answer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so. But. Uh, so have you gotten a call? No, no. Not but, yet? Uh, no, but he probably wouldn't want me to. He probably wouldn't want to prove the book right or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Typical dad, no. huh? I was going to say no. fathers are like no, that. No, no, he- uh, he was he was he was great. He he uh, he actually he was proud of the books too. But uh, um, yeah, he thought he thought it was uh, it was neat. But yeah, oh, I, yeah I remember joking with him about it, saying, "Now you got a call now. You know, nothing violent, just phone call. You know, don't go knocking crap over. You know." <laughs> <laughs> well, he has instructions. Maybe he will follow through. And yeah, we're sorry yeah, for your know. loss, Bill. That's that's too bad. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. 
Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, every time you come on the show, we learn something new. And you've had three great books. You've had you on three times. And what do you have planned for the oh, future? Thank you. Uh, well, Jimmy and I are working on one, um, and uh, we're hoping to finish it this year. So uh, we'll see. You know, with all the quarantines, I don't have that many excuses not to be writing. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You are now trapped. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So, oh my uh, goodness! So you want to give us a hint on what it's about? Uh, yeah, little creatures, basically oh. uh, little things. Yeah, we're going to concentrate on um, very small but largely disturbing, basically. Oh, so, sounds great. Yeah. yeah, so it should be fun. So. Excellent. Well, Bill, thanks again for spending your evening with us and our audience. This is so interesting to hear about these phantom messages well, thank again. You. Everybody, go get a copy of this great book, Phantom Messages. It is it's wonderful. wonderful. Yes, oh, a lot of fun. You. While you're sitting in quarantine, you can light some candles and, and sit in a circle together and take turns reading from the book out loud. What a fun evening that would be. So, Bill, we hope to see you again here on the show. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there, everybody. And we'll be back next week with another great show. Until then. We will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.